She's worked through the grief, and now it's time to set new business goals. Let Lita take you on a journey of faith, life, travel, and interior design. Take your life out of the status quo. Status Life with Lita is brought to you by Status Home Design and the Shops at Status, and by the law office of Derek M. Hayes at 404-777-HURT. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. I'm the host of the show, Derek Hayes. I'm here to introduce the star of our show, Miss Lita Brooks. Good Hi. afternoon, Lita. Good afternoon. Good to see you as always. Thank you. Lita has been working as an interior designer for over 20 years. She's incredibly talented and has since branched out and opened multiple retail stores, an online marketplace, and is now blogging and podcasting full-time. If that wasn't enough, Lita is a mother of two, soon to be a, a stepmother of two more, and devotes her time to teaching others how to achieve their goals and live life to the fullest. She sums it up best in her branded hashtag, Design Your Life. We are broadcasting live today from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Status Life with Lita is brought to you by the law offices of Derek M. Hayes. Injured in Georgia, make the right call to 404-777-HURT. Also sponsored by Status Market and Design, your one-stop shop for all your home and gift needs, Indigo Stone Trading, and Bird Dog Boutique. As I say every time, you are a very, very busy lady. Yes, but some of those are my sponsors, too. Yes, they are, but still, you're just into everything. And I love it. And that's what we spent the last show unpacking, uh, was all the different changes and, you know, I think we titled this show Closing Doors, and we spent last show really giving the updates because I have since closed two of my retail stores. They were side-by-side, side, so it feels like one was closing, but one was the vendor mall, the shops at Status, and the physical location for Status Home Design. So I have taken a tremendous amount off of my plate just in the last, what, today, about a month. About a month it's been completely final. So let's not go all the way back into the show, but just give us a couple of quick points about the hardships that come with, with closing the business. Well, I think this is really important. And when I was going through this, there was a lot that I did not anticipate. And I really wished I had had more business resources to talk about the grief process behind the business. You hear a lot about grief, and of course, grief is at the forefront when you're losing someone. If you have a loved one suffering with anything, whether it's an illness, cancer, um, or someone, you know, has, God forbid, has a tragic accident, you know about grief. Even if, let's say you're, I'm a mother and something was wrong with one of my children, that would be the grief process. And you can understand it. It's, you connect with other people in the grief process, especially when it's a loved one. What I, was completely foreign to me was there is a true grief process. You can, I can use that word. And I didn't understand it at first that I went through with closing those businesses. And going back to what I just said, I wish there was more resources out there to explain that to a business owner. This is how you're going to feel. I had one person and her advice to me, I hold in the highest esteem because she was a former shop owner and had closed her store. And everything that she would say to me, I just, I 
I just wanted more because it was exactly how I was feeling. Sure. And sure. maybe it's being a female. I don't think this is gender. I think a, a man losing his business would feel the exact same way. Maybe men process things different. I don't know. This is not a gender <laughs> debate. Um, but I felt like everything when it comes to business it's there's that business mindset and and you can file everything and you can you know to-do list everything and project manage all of it but there's real emotion tied into sure. a business sure it goes back to the old adage do what you love and love what you do and as the captain of that ship you loved tremendously what you were doing but you also too not only had the staffing issues and the people that we're employed by you, and we said this last week, that are not only your employees, but they're your friends. Uh, you have deep connections to all those that were working for you, but also, too, you had the 70 vendors. And I know that this is a grief process because just sitting here, I, my, I, I, I'm in it. it this yeah. is hard for me to talk about, but that's the whole point of me talking about it because I know that there are other entrepreneurs out there that whether it, it's a side hustle um, whether you work for someone and, and you do something on the side, you know, jewelry or, or there's all these, you know, different products you can sell. And, you know, we, we do many different things. I'm talking as a mom, you know, we wear many different hats. But, um, Derek, you're an attorney and, and you've got side hustles, right? <laughs> yes, you yes. had the man cave store yes. and you have these other things that, um, you know, just filled up your life. And... What do you do with them and those feelings and those emotions when they're not there? But you brought up my employees. So uh, about a month ago, as the store was closing, and it was the very last day, and it was very emotional, and there was a lot of tears. And it was, you know, the gratitude is there were so many tears because status was an amazing place. It, it had this um, pulse. I used to call it that. And... You know, I loved being the captain of that ship, the leader. You know, we joked and hashtag girl boss. Uh, but I, <laughs> I just loved uh, everything about it, you know, from the vendors to the merchandise to the shoppers. And but specific to my team, I said on that last day, we're, I'm going to see you guys next Thursday. We're all, I'm going to we're going to all go out to dinner. We pick the restaurant. We're all going to meet here. Well, that Thursday has come and gone about four times, and I have yet to send out that text and pull together my team because I'm not ready to see them. Because when I'm with that team and we all get together outside of work, we're celebrating. It's everyone's yeah. birthday, or it's Christmas, or it's a party. You know, again, it's a celebration of some sort, and I'm not celebrating the closure of the store. I want to see the girls to keep us connected, but I haven't been in that happy mindset where I want to sit, it, we're still sad. Well, it's that symbolic final closure moment. And almost. I haven't been ready to have it. And I know that and I will. Fine. And that, I, That's fine. I, I didn't anticipate that. I, I, I saw, oh, okay, next Thursday, I'm going to send a text. I'm going to send a text. Again, the Thursdays <laughs> yeah. keep coming and going. And it's not that they're not at the forefront. It's not that I don't want to see them. It's not that other things are taking priority. Absolutely not. Right. It's that pulling all of us together where I'm at right now, still in this sort of heavy process, I'm not ready to go cheers and hug. I'm still working through this. And well, I, I think it's important because, again, no one prepared me for this. No one told me that this is how it was going to feel. So, again, whether this is your bread and butter 
and you're sitting in this pocket with me because your business has closed. You know, an interesting statistic, 75,000 small businesses in the U.S. close every year. Wow. That's a lot. That is an awful lot. So and that's, yeah. I've also heard, too, that if you survive, is it the first three years, the first five years as a business? I think it's the first three years. I think it's three, yes. If you survive as the first three years, your percentage of, of chances of, of growing and, and expanding and, and uh, continuing to, to succeed go up tremendously. Yeah. But that first three-year mark is is unfortunately not met by, well, apparently 75,000 small businesses a year. That's a lot. It's a lot. And that's. That's a lot of dreams. You know, I'm speaking to everyone, whether your business is thriving or if you're like me and nothing closed. Well, I I shouldn't say nothing closed. Obviously, I closed my store, but I have another store and my interior design firm and I'm podcasting and I'm blogging. You know, it shut down out of issues that were completely out of my control and again, I'm not going to unpack all that. That's what we went through in the last show. So go back and listen if you want to to hear what happened to the shops. But it also, I knew that when it closed, it was going to mean more opportunities for me. Time is our most precious commodity. And if you follow me, you know, and you say it at the top of the show, God, you do so much. But maybe I shouldn't. Maybe it's about stepping back. Maybe it's about being more present. Maybe it's about cooking dinner more and being there for my kids and really focusing and doing an even better job on these other avenues as a podcaster, as a blogger, as a store owner for my brand new store. Sure. And that's okay. And what you're talking about, we've, you and I've discussed this together, and that is you're going through the normal stages of grief. You explain those because this was something that is very foreign to me because I have not lost, now I have lost some friends, and, and of course I grieve them and, and understand all that, but you truly have, you know, your your parents have passed on, and you've lost a sibling, and, and there's been a lot more, but, so, explain that, Derek, go, go into the grief process. Well, I was trying to remember them all in order, and I think I have remembered them in order. Uh, with that in, said, the first is always shock shock yes period it's wow it's that moment of realization this is really happening and we all go through shock almost immediately with any kind of grief again like you said death or the loss of a business those kind of things next would be denial uh it goes from uh the moment of taking your breath away to no that really didn't happen no i'm gonna close my eyes i'm gonna go to sleep i'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning i'm gonna find out this is all a dream it didn't really happen and then bargaining well, if, if this didn't happen or, you know, if we do this, then this will erase what happened. So shock, then denial, then bargaining, then anger. The acceptance of what happened turns into anger. You're mad at the world. You're mad at everybody else. You're kind of difficult to talk to at that point because you're going through that, that significant grief. Uh, after the anger subsides, it, it goes to depression, uh, the, the feeling of loss. Uh, and then finally, acceptance. That's when you've gone through the entire stages, prior stages, and you realize that what you've gone through really did happen. The shock is gone. The denial is gone. The bargaining has gone. The, the anger is gone. The depression it still lingers to some extent, but you've accepted 
the results of the, the death, the closing of the business. I want to go through each one of those, and I'm going to answer it very quickly. Um, you say the stage, and I'm going to explain. I'm going to go back and explain where I was in my processing specific to closing the store. And the reason I'm doing this, again, I wish I had had this. I had someone sit at my kitchen table and give me an hour and a half of her time and her brain and I wish I had had more. I wish I had had something tangible to understand because it's so much. And grief is heavy and it hurts. And it's truly the loss of a piece of your identity. So, all right. What, the first one, Derek? Shock. Okay. Yes. So it was the understanding for us. It was the lease. And, and I say us because yes, you were yes. in this with me and, and you know, helping and right. all this. And it was, oh, my goodness. I know that status can't afford these numbers or it's not, it wasn't only an increase in rent, it was a doubling and knowing that that would eat up all of the profits. And again, it, it just, it wasn't there and it was complete shock. Now, what are we going to do? Okay. So that's the first one. Second is denial. So for me, that came in the form of, you know, we're going to still make it work. I am in complete denial. I know these are the numbers. Let's renegotiate it down. Not in the bargaining phase, but still in, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to hang on as long as I possibly yeah, this can. This isn't really going to happen. And make this work. We're going to figure it out. So much so, they were already requesting the full rent, and I was still sending in what I had been paying. I was <laughs> in complete denial that that bill was going to be attached to me. Yeah. Yes. That, yes. Which that was, then goes to the next one, which yeah. is bargaining. So then there was negotiating to say, okay, I'm going to stay this long and I'm going to pay this much. And this isn't a I mean, we actually had bargaining and negotiating with, you know, with an actual company because this was tangible, right? There is a, there right. is a property manager and their attorneys on that side on the other end of this deal. This will look different for everyone. I understand, you know, think about all the different businesses, but for me, this is what it looked like. And it was even bargaining so much so that one of the vendors, you know, was going to try to buy it. And she was going to renegotiate the lease. She was bargaining. And I paused for weeks just in. To see if it would We're work. still bargaining, right? We're going to make this work. We were having lunch meetings and trying to figure out she's negotiating. We weren't giving up without a fight. Right. So we've covered shock, denial, bargaining. Next is anger. Whew. <laughs> Derek, let me back up a little bit. And give so, you, room this one. <laughs> you you said, and I almost started laughing when you were talking. Was I hard to talk to? No, no. not at all. <laughs> Absolutely no. So we joke. I don't know if it's my parents. I don't know how funny Derek thinks it is, but you know, I have an Italian heritage, and and I've got that fiery Italian. No, in you me. don't. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, it it was the irritability. It was the anger. I mean, the teeniest, tiniest things would set me off. I I said, and it is the running joke. I'll say it in a million times. Poor Derek didn't know who he was going to get when his eyes opened in the morning. He would kiss me on the forehead to go to work. He would call me at lunch. And then he would call me at five, you know, and he doesn't leave work at five, but we check in or text periodically throughout the day. And it was truly a different person. Sometimes I would be crying. Sometimes I'd be yelling. Sometimes one little thing had set me off and I was on, or I'd call you and you'd have to drop everything and just listen to me rant. And then I'd hang up. You go, okay, 
Okay. She's in it. I don't know, you know if I should make a comment right no, now. No, you not. just let me talk about myself, <laughs> okay. right? You can just sit there. But yes, very angry, very irritable. And I will say that was the stage where I realized I was in the grief process. I didn't know where I was until I hit the anger stage, right? We can go through them now, and that's me explaining the process. But it was something ended up in my email box. I talked about this too. And I sent it to you and I said, I think I'm grieving. It was this big, I, because again, nobody told me this was going to happen. Right, right. You wouldn't expect the grieving Never pos- expe- process. I expected, okay, this is the process to close mm-hmm. the store. We're going to do that. And I knew the conversations were hard. I knew telling the vendors was hard. I knew things were going to be hard. I didn't expect how I was going to feel. Okay. Very important. And that leads into the next one, depression. I talking don't about like how depression. you were going to feel. Oh, it's awful. It's just the heaviness and the sadness. And I'm I'm not through that stage. I am coming out of it. I think I feel better than I did last week and the week before. But even talking about it when that frog gets in my throat, my yeah, it's eyes kind of well linger, up, it, sure. and it does. And um, you know, good days and bad days. That's all I can say. I mean, depression is such a different thing to unpack and. You know, I, I don't think that I'm clinically depressed, but I think I'm going through the sadness and the loss. Absolutely. Situa- situational depression. Uh-huh. I'm going through the sadness and the loss of something that I poured my blood, sweat, and tears into and closing it and having what I feel, and no one can tell me any different, is disappointing people, my staff, my vendors. Yes, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, the, all the reasons, you know, I'm exercising again, I'm reading again, I'm taking care of all this accounting. My whole office is covered in papers. And, and wasn't I excited last night? Yes, you were. To say I'm fi- I was behind all these projects. I'm behind and I'm not, I'm, I'm having time and that's great. So again, there, there are things about this that I am coming out of it and, and moving into the acceptance phase. And let's cover that one real quick before we take a break. So tell, yeah. tell me about the, moving, the acceptance. Moving into that, just moving into this is the quality of life that I want to have. This is truly what I knew my life could look like. And it doesn't mean I don't go to work. I go to work every day. I'm at work now sitting behind this microphone. I, you know, I go to my new store. There's still a million things on my plate, but I had two million literally between (laughs) the advertising and the bills and the staff and somebody called in sick and this vendor has an issue and I mean I had two million and I took off a million so Mm -hmm. you know it just whatever terms you want to put it in it's okay and that's the acceptance and I'm, I'm moving into that which is why I want to talk about when you move into the acceptance what it feels like being able to be creative again and something I have been completely stuck since this process started, I have not been able to think about my goals, to write my goals. It's, it's been off to the side, and we're going to tackle it. Well, let's take a quick break, yes. and then we'll pick right back up once we come back from the break. Okay. Hey, hey, Lita here, popping in real quick. Are you interested in changing your space and have no idea where to begin? Do you have a real trouble spot in your home and you are at a loss for what to do? don't fret or fear. Even though I'm located in Georgia, we can still do a virtual design consultation. I have helped hundreds of people this way. Here's what you do. 
go to my website, www.statuslifewithlita.com and click virtual consults. You can look at the different packages and pricing and even book time with me right from the website. We can put together a color palette, decide on which furniture stays or goes, or even pull together a mood board for your home accents and furniture that might be needed to complete your space. I book time, not by the room. You could essentially have me to consult on your whole home. Again, go to my website, www.statuslifewithlita.com and click virtual consults. Book away. Well, picking back up, you were talking about the creative process. Let's go with that. Let's talk about the creative process now. Moving on from the grieving process. Okay. I think I did an entire show on the whole creative process, and I it was geared more to the creative process in interior design, but I want to talk about the creative process as it relates to grief, and this is something that I've seen over the years, and I'm specifically to owning a vendor mall. And I think a lot of business owners would see this, you know, whether it's your employees, whether it's productivity. So when you're grieving and going through, no matter what stage you're in, especially if you're in some of the the earlier stages, not, you know, closer to acceptance and, and even in the depression stage, for me personally, it, what I was saying for what I've seen also, it's a really, really, really hard, right? When you feel sad and you feel down and you feel heavy, there's not joy in that. No, but when no, you're creative, no, right. you know, you're firing on all cylinders and you can be artistic and you can be fun and you can be playful and all those words really go into what the creative process is. You need that that spark. You need that light within you to really produce no matter what it is. I mean, even if it's just making dinner for your family and following a recipe and and it's just that fun. Um, And I haven't had any of that. And so much so that it has affected other areas of my life, specific to interior design, which is a big portion of my career. Um, I haven't had the uh, just when it's time, I've been having to pick out chandeliers. I'm doing a huge kitchen remodel and I'm not picking it out with excitement. Oh, this is, this is going to be it. I mean, there's just a certain something that you have. You're still getting the right elements, but it's just going through the motions as opposed to the, th- the thrill, the fun, Absolutely. the excitement. Right. The artistic portion of it, right? The creation mm-hmm. that we say the creative process, but it's truly, you know, it's, it is art to an extent. Um, Use and the word inspiration the inspiration of all. Yeah. You've got my word. You take them right out of my mouth. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, and so without having that, and this is what we're moving through uh, specifically, but what I was trying to say about my vendors, I remember one time I had a vendor and he had just lost, he was a woodworker, he is a carpenter, and he had just lost his mother. And, you know, we, we know these things, we understand these things, you know, we, we send the right condolences and sympathies. And I had noticed over a period of time, he wasn't coming in very much, he wasn't producing the same quality of work. And he came to me at the end of one of the months and said, I've got to give my 30 days notice. And I said, okay, you know, what's going on? And he said, you know, I just don't feel creative. I can't get in my wood shop. I can't produce, I just don't feel it. 
Um, you and I have a very dear friend who went, who we met, you met through my yes, store through as you. a friend Correct. of mine, exact same scenario, and his was divorce. Uh -huh. He was going through a terrible, terrible divorce. Now, woodworking was his fun. It was his outlet, uh, and he couldn't do it. It was it, a hobby it, that he had an extremely Because it was not his career. Talent. Correct, right. yes. And he just said, I, I hope one day. And I remember one day he was so upset and depressed and in this grief process, he plopped in, in a chair in my office and just said, will I, will I, will I get back to this? Will I get back to my tools? Mm -hmm. He just was looking for the answers. And I said, absolutely, you will. Absolutely. That's a whole nother show. You want know, to talk about divorce <laughs> yes. and getting through yeah. that. But again, he was looking to me who had gone through hard times and, you know, had met you and, and was thriving and happy in life and I you know had gotten through grief in that way and and he's back and he's woodworking again and but yes when my friends seeing this on them and then and then being in it in my own way and really truly realizing that some I don't want to say my jobs are suffering I don't think my clients would know that or articulate that but I felt it I felt like it was more of a struggle to get into the creative process to make selections when usually it's really fun and really easy for me, I was just slugging through it. So I think that's that's moving through it. Right. So you, you mentioned, obviously, the closing of the store is what we're talking about. But yes. Death, divorce, and other situations like that can create that block. Of course. Uh, and anyone going through something severe like that would feel it. Again, I, this was unexpected that this closure of a business was going to put me in the grief process, which was in turn going to affect the creative process. So I got some fun things for Christmas, right? I had got this big whiteboard where I'm supposed to write my goals. And another thing that you and I have done ever since we've been together, we have one big, thick spiral notebook. Mm -hmm. You, you uh, tell our story about so what we do. You surprised me with it the first time we did it. We were driving to Orlando. Okay. I think that's the trip we were on. And you pulled out a notebook and you said, okay, what are your goals for this year? And I kind of looked at you and said, I'm sorry, what? And you said, well, let's talk, talk about health. What are your health goals for this year? And I just kind of looked at you like, I don't know, doctor's appointments, my routine checkup. No, 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 no. Give me specifics. And then you said, okay, what are your business goals for this year? Uh, what are your faith goals? And we went through several categories, yep. and you wrote them down. And then you told me what your uh, goals were, and you, you also wrote your goals down. And so what you're talking about is every year we've pulled that notebook back out, and, and we've done a couple of things, read through the prior year's entries and made the next year's entries uh, as to what the goals are. And I have not been able to do that this year. I have no, been you're right. completely we blocked. Yeah. And I went to a business seminar a few weeks ago, hoping it would help, hoping it would spur, drove an hour and a half in traffic and rain. And I'm, I'm going to get, I've got to write my goals. I got to write my business goals. Could not. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I had a friend with me. She rode with me. She's also an entrepreneur, multiple business uh -huh. owner. And uh, I, I let her tell you. My, even my behavior, just as erratic as I was, I was talking, I just, just in it, just sitting in the grief process. And, and I came out of that seminar and I didn't have anything written and I wasn't ready. This is all about timing, giving yourself grace, you know, just really, truly understanding um, this process in a different way. Well, that's a good segue into business goals and setting goals. Yes. Let's talk about that. We talked about 
the closure and, and the stages of grief. We've talked about the creative process. Now let's talk about business goals. Okay. Now, there's a lot of different things we could cover, and I do not have enough time to unpack everything. So what's going to happen is if you go to the blog, statuslifewithlita.com, there's going to be a template. I know a lot of people right now are on their treadmill, they're sitting in their car, they're walking around the park. You probably don't have your pen and paper to write the (laughs) business goals. So go to the website and pull up the PDF that is going to be attached to the podcast and the blog post that corresponds with all this and use this to help you write your business goals. Okay. These aren't, you know, you can probably tweak it and do family goals and career goals and health goals, but this is specific business goals. Okay. Okay. Why is this important? Do you know the answer to that? Because you're saying it. No. Why is writing business goals important? (laughs) (laughs) He's trained well, people. He's trained well. As your person. I know what the answer should always be. (laughs) You don't ask me a trick question unless you want to know the answer. No. Well, when you set up business goals, you actually have things to strive for and to achieve. And uh, it's a way of walking down that path uh, and with achieving each and every goal, kind of checking that box and going, okay, did that. Now let's move to the next one. Okay, did th- it's a way of maintaining focus. The first one that we're going to touch on is going to be making the goals clearly defined and not overly complicated. Okay. All right. So these are going to be short. Keep and it simple. Keep it simple. So I'm going to do mine as everybody else. And I haven't done the, the uh, we are doing these. Right? Right now, I'm holding everybody listening. We are all being held accountable. Uh, So clearly defined and not over... And I may add to these later, right? You and I, we're we're going to finish our little notebook here. Let's do the status market, okay? So status market, what's a good uh, goal for me for the status market? Um, We just opened up, so we have no baseline in sales. So should I make it a profit goal? Well, I, I think since it is a brand new location, and, and I think this would tr- be true no matter what the business is, it's getting your message out there, getting your, your name out there, getting the notoriety for this new store, this, this new location, where uh, you have to have foot traffic to be able to grow. Yes. And to be able to get your name out there and people, oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, let me go check that place out. So it's it's making yourself known okay if you want to put it that way i like the statement but we got to get further because that to me that's not clearly defined so it's got to be wherever we're at right now next quarter we're going to grow five percent and then five it's got to be something tangible that i can track yes everybody in the county could know about me but if they don't shop they just drive past my store oh there it is yeah there it is so status market grows five percent each quarter this year. I like that. Yeah. That's a that's very good. Definitive. That's tangible. Right. I do know that, and that's a high goal because what I was taught uh, recently from one of my business strategists is that if a retail store grows 4% in a year, that's a successful year. So 5% a quarter then. That's a lot. But we have zero baseline. Sure. So a Correct. brand new store, I think, five, I think we could grow 10% one quarter. Correct. Because, again, getting the word out, you know, we it's could be flooded. Yes, yeah, Saturdays are turning out to be, a, you know, they always are a fantastic day. All right. So let's write one more. Uh, let's do a status life with Lita goal. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say that I'm over 10 million downloads right now. 
and we're at roughly the beginning of the year. I never like to talk dates too much because these podcasts live forever. So I'm going to say a year from now, I want 15 million more downloads. That's good. All right. So 15 mil on my podcast. Now, these are for me. So I hope I'm not losing my audience here. The I'm just going through these really quickly. I hope you guys are, are thinking about your own businesses. No matter what it is, think about productivity. Think about what you want. All right. So the other thing you do in business goals, you have a short-term and long-term strategies. Okay. So this will be on the PDF. Um, we just did some short-term goals and we just did a long-term goal, one for each of mine. But Correct. that's what you really want to focus on. You want to make ambitious goals. Yes. That's number three. <laughs> yes. Okay. You don't want to set these little uh, small, very incremental steps that you know very well you're going to achieve. Because that's not growth. That, that's just a, the expected natural step in the process. I have set a financial goal for the end of 2022. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm not going to share that. No, no. It's, it is hefty and it is ambitious. Good. <laughs> and I'm going after it. I like to hear okay? that. Okay. Yes, There's yes. a lot of zeros. Okay. But the, I'm, I'm setting a goal. And it could be, you know, Status Life Walita is some, my interior design, Status Design Studio is some, Status Market is some. I'm talking about collectively, all of them together, I'm looking for one number. That is okay. my that is my ambitious long-term goal and short-term. That's kind of in the middle. Okay. It's one year. And then the other thing you want to do for your business goals, this is number four. You want to have an overall company vision. And this really is where you take this to your team because and and maybe you're a sole proprietor and it's just you that is okay you can still have the same overall vision where do you want it to grow but your overall vision it should require teamwork this is what you take to your team and you really tell everyone so for me it's a little easier because i have staff um i have my social media girl i have uh you know, my front end staff at the store, I just hired a new design assistant. And, and then I have my old staff, you know, that's waiting for the next store. So, so for me, I think that part comes really easy for me. That's a very natural step. So I'm not going to write all that out. But those are just four big main bullet points that goes into writing your business goals. Um, so we, you know, again, there's so much more that we can unpack. And I know we're at the end yes. of the show now. Yeah. And that's all terrific stuff. And and I love that. And I, I do want everybody to go and download the PDF and start filling out your own uh, business goal. Uh, you've you've got to do it. You've got to put it on paper. That's the easiest way to keep track of it. And then also to try and, and check the boxes as you achieve each step along the way. But let's tease the next show real quick. So I have a phenomenal guest. Her name is April Worley. Uh, and a very dear friend. Becoming, yes, yes. Uh, oh, just April. Like, when you say her <laughs> yes. name, we have this running joke that the heavens and the skies And the part, angels sing oh, in harmony. Yes, there's <laughs> something about April that is absolutely infectious. And she, I don't even, I, I, her credentials are so long. I don't even know that, that I could the give show. them. It may even take the whole show. So April is the founder of Lydia's Place. And we're really going to unpack that because that was very eye-opening for me, the nonprofit that yes. she started. She's going to, we're going to talk about Lydia's Place, the stories that she's going to tell. You guys are going to love it. But April is also a professional speaker. 
She coaches on how to give speeches, and she's also a business strategist and a business coach on the corporate level. And she is the perfect person to segue into writing our business goals. I have a lot more work to do. I touched on four little points and wrote a couple goals, you know, just to sort of go through the exercise with you guys. Uh, but April, talking about business strategy, you really want some good advice. Stay tuned for the next show. Yeah, it'll be great. Absolutely. As was this show. Thank and you. Before we close, tell everybody how to find you. Status Life with Lita. That is my handle that I am on Instagram and Facebook with that, Status Life with Lita. Also the blog and uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast, this is Status Life with Lita. Please go on. If you're getting good information, I want to hear from you. Please tell tell me your stories tell me if you closed a business tell me if you're feeling some of the same things i am if you have questions if your business isn't doing well and you're faced with going through this let me be a resource because i wish i had had more and that is why i'm doing this you can you know direct message you can email me at statuslifewithlita at gmail.com and i can speak for you you do respond of course you know, i've talked about this. of course yes there's always been great feedback from the shows. And this one, again, was a terrific show. Well, thank you again very much for joining us on Status Life with Lita, presented by the law offices of Derek M. Hayes, Status Market and Design, Indigo Stone Trading, and Bird Dog Boutique. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any upcoming shows. This program and all the other shows are available in your favorite podcast apps. You can always enjoy any of our episodes anytime by visiting businessradiox.com selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on Status Life with Lita. Until next time, for Lita Brooks, I'm Derek Hayes, and you're listening to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X.